Hey, it's Gavin. Welcome to the Four Friends and Family podcast. Uh, it is Wednesday, April 1st. That's April Fool's Day. So this is not a joke. It's 3.38 in the afternoon here in Los Angeles. It is all quiet on the national front because everyone is sequestered away. Uh, I'm in the canals, as many of you know, here in Venice Beach, and there are no people allowed on the beach. There's no one, anything, anyone allowed to do anything. On the line with me from Australia, just outside of Brisbane, uh, is Ben Parsons. Welcome, Ben. Oh, good morning. Oh, it's good morning for you there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. We're we're ahead of the world. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, I've known Ben for many, many years, um, and he is a sports expert as well, too. So he'll when when I'm talking to you and I can talking to Murray, we can talk we can talk crap about Murray, and then he can respond on his podcast. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm like Murray. I have a glass of water and a cup of green tea in front of me. He what was he drinking? Scotch or something on your? <laughs> he was drinking. Gin, he was drinking a gin and tonic, which is hilarious. Is it? Isn't gin and tonic, it's always been like folklore that it's a depressant, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I heard. Anyway, yeah. uh, we're in the middle of COVID-19, and there are 932,605 confirmed cases, four, four, 46,000 deaths, 193,000 people have recovered. It's a mess out there, but you're in Australia. Tell me about what's going on in Australia. Um, there is a lot. It's funny. We've got a lot of similarities, Australia, to Canada in terms of what government has done as a standpoint. Um, so our federal government is working with the state governments and they're having a, what they call a national cabinet, which is each state has a premier and, and the premier's medical advisor with the federal government, and they're meeting every couple of days. Now, federally, they're making a lot of strong standpoints, but states and territories are, are doing their own thing uh, to a certain extent simply because of their own unique set of circumstances. Yeah. Um, Australia at the moment uh, has curved the, the growth rate as a percentage. We're still going up, but it, it's a lot lower week on week. Uh, everyone has yeah, been. Told I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's saying here that you guys have about forty four thousand eight hundred and sixty two confirmed cases, uh, but not that many deaths. No, 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 we're up to we're in our twenties in in deaths. Um, our biggest area of issue has been cruise ships. Yeah. So uh, last week, the New South Wales government let in a, a cruise ship that unfortunately a couple of people died post getting off. Uh, in their state, but also infected a lot of people. Oh, no. Um, Where yeah. was the cruise ship from? I don't know, but there's one currently docked in Melbourne, and there's a very big drama going on whether the people should be allowed to get off or – and there's Australians on this cruise ship. Oh, God. Um, I, I, I saw from the World Health Organization a couple of weeks ago a position on cruise ships saying get everybody off cruise ships because simply that everyone's going to be infected yeah. and obviously they don't have respirators and a bunch of medical tech on there. Yeah. So, but because of the infection uh, out of the Sydney docking, Melbourne has quite a political issue is do they let them off or do uh, don't they? It's been sitting in port. The government's trying to get them out of Australian waters. It's been a very, very big topic. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit humane about it. I, I think we should let them out and just put them into quarantine somewhere. Um, all international flights 
whilst restricted, you know, we've uh, dropped 90% of the capacity of flights. Uh, we've, wow. if you do If you do fly into Australia, into any port, you're automatically quarantined into a hotel for 14 days. Wow. Uh, and so who pays for that does the government pay for that or do you have to pay for it no the states pay for that the individual states so it's sort of like a free vacation if you go to australia they're gonna put you in for put you up in a hotel for 14 days i'm not sure staying in a hotel near the airport is my idea (laughs) especially if you had young children in quarantine in in a room and it'd be like a torture chamber but um so that's a big thing Uh, and then Lots of there's been lots of fallouts. So the federal government in Australia, I, I think, has done a reasonably good job of of stepping up. Um, they are printing money a bit like America, like it's going out of fashion. Yeah. Um, as an example of that, and I'll tell you about the big things in a second. But in Australia, as the airlines dropped, uh, our international trade, especially around um, live exports being seafood the government has just put in 120 million dollars i know that's not a lot of money in american dollars but in australia is um 120 million just to get freight out of australia so they're throwing money at different issues as they arrive what does that mean to get the freight out of australia like where so it wasn't able to get to its destination or it wasn't allowed to leave or why would they need to put money to get the freight out of australia uh, I read that 80% of, of freight that leaves Australia actually goes on domestic, uh, not domestic, uh, on on carriers. And because the carriers drop their uh, capacity. Oh, you like, mean like airlines? It, it was going. Yeah. So 80% of your stuff that's exiting Australia is going by plane? Yeah, that's what that's what I read. I mean, wow. uh, you know. It's probably so true. It's bit, yeah, well. <laughs> You know, I suppose if you've got a live lobster, you don't want to put it by uh, sea. It'd take a couple of weeks to get to its destination where, you know, a plane is a day or two, right? right. Oh, so, <laughs> so the government yeah. gave the, the airlines or whoever was flying these freight things, they said, Toyo, we're going to pay for you to make sure that that gets to where it's supposed to go, uh, even though you guys are basically shut down because they can't, fuel the, uh, can't afford the fuel costs or they want to save the fuel costs. The government's right. stepping in and saying, no, no, finish what you've started. Yeah, and what they're doing is this, the PR spin from the government is is they're getting to fly back medical supplies on the return oh, trip. Cool. So there's that. And then the big couple of – they're not calling it stimulus, but that's basically what it is. Um, Australia announced that there's a thing called job seeker, so that's if you're unemployed. Yeah. Um, they've doubled that. So in Australia, that now is $1,100 a fortnight. Yeah. From the government. So anybody that's unemployed can get $1,100 guaranteed from the government a fortnight yeah. for, the, for the next six months. And they've also done two drops of stimulus, um, a one-off payment to those people at $750. In a couple of months, there's another 500 Wow. Then, and then on top of that, they just announced a couple of days ago that if you're a business turning over less than a billion dollars, which is the vast majority of Australian business. Yeah. Your business has dropped by thirty percent. Yeah, the government are providing you with fifteen hundred dollars per worker. Yeah, per fortnight for six months. So every two weeks. So people out there who are in America listening to this, and you don't know what a fortnight is, it's how long it used to take to ride between two forts in the UK, and it means two weeks essentially, fourteen days. So that's a you know that's a that's a that's a long way to you know 
wow. I mean, for us here in America, when we start talking trillions of dollars and you guys like, you're only like 19, what, 26 million people or 25 million people? Yeah, yeah. we're a small country. You're a small country, but but a big landmass, but a small country. Um, so it, it seems like, from my standpoint, is that what are people locked down? Like, do you have to stay home? Is everyone quarantined? Like that, like it is here in in America, or even over in in Europe, where you're 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 shelter in place sort of scenario, or is it more open? And because you haven't had that many cases, people aren't as um, no, no. The vast majority of the workforce is working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're seeing they're asking everybody um, uh, not to go out, stay at home. Um, you can't congregate more than two people in Australia. You can't <laughs> you can't stay in the park. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you saw it, uh, when they put in the, the first round of restrictions, yeah. Bondi, Bondi Beach in Sydney went bananas. All the backpackers and tourists flooded the beach because it was like a holiday because it was perfect weather. Yeah. So the government just came in very heavy-handed thereafter and said, you're not listening to us, and here's a bunch of new restrictions. Wow. Um, we're, we're in phase two. Phase three is close for a couple of – and phase four is military on the streets like your National Guard as such. Um, is there going to – are they saying they're going to get to phase four or is that's just a threat? They're planning. No, no, they're, they're a bit like America. They're, they're planning for it. They're moving troops around. They're, they're deploying troops. Now, Australia isn't that bad at the moment, and everyone's – because of the volume of money the government has put into the market, the market's yeah. a little bit buoyant and a bit more optimistic. I mean, just to put it as a percentage term, the government's put in 16% of GDP yeah. into stimulus. Yeah. No one knows what that means, but um, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Gross domestic product. I mean, so <laughs> no, sixteen percent. Like, I don't know. Other than my friends, most people, some of my friends in finance, most people will be like, "Well, sixteen percent of GDP." Well, that sounds very uh, professional. No. But other than that, no idea. <laughs> no, what that really means, we'll be paying for it for an awfully long yeah. time. I'm I mean, sure. So, do you know yeah. anyone with the virus? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, I, I do. Clive Dickens, who yeah. uh, I, I worked with, he's now a senior executive at Optus in Australia, which is a telecommunications company. Mm-hmm. He came back from London and tested positive. Oh, wow. And so he's, he's at his beach house in New South Wales under lockdown. Um, it's, it's really interesting. I, I, I saw a, a doctor speak about you know, talking about people and people that are obese are actually really acceptable to this, to this, uh, you know, Corona virus. Yeah. And so, and Australia is quite as percentage, quite an obese nation. So, you know, that's probably in the government's mind around, you know, why they're quarantining and holding so many people down and trying to restrict movement. Um, the government keeps coming out and saying, if you basically, if you don't need to go do it, if it's not essential, don't do it. Right. Because what's interesting is that, yeah, we have an obesity problem here in America. So, you know, I think that they're worried about that. And if you get it, I mean, it's a, it's a, a, a you know, such a breathing, breathing issue that their obese people sometimes will struggle with that. How is your ventilator system uh, s- uh, situation? Do you guys have a lot of ventilators or is it the same issue? You're trying to flatten this curve so that the, the hospitals aren't inundated? Um, flatten the curve is the, the wording that they keep using within the PR strategy. Mm-hmm. 
the state of Victoria, depending on which um, newspaper you read, is depending on when they're going to run out of beds slash ventilators. Mm-hmm. So they're doing a lot of work around the ventilators. The government are throwing money at uh, production of ventilators, mm-hmm. masks, and things like that. Um, there, it, there's an interesting t- undertone in social media that I'm seeing about buy Australian. It's almost like, you know, make America great again, buy Australia because we bought a lot from China. I'm not quite sure how you're going to get around buying stuff from China because the volume that we buy from China. But um, yeah, there's, there's quite a big push about, you know, one of the things that I've seen in, in topical conversations on multiple uh, platforms is Australia would like to see an Australian owned aisle in the supermarkets. Yeah. So you can go shopping in the Australian-owned section. So your 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 supermarkets are not owned by Australian. No. Oh. No, Who owns the, them? Chinese. The, no, no, the stock market. Uh, lots of, but you know, people talk about this. I mean, you, you talk about twenty years ago in Australia, the Japanese were the people buying up everything, and everyone was like, "We're being invaded by the Japanese," and now it's the Chinese. You know, well, first and, it was the let's be realistic. First, it was the rabbits. That's how you got inver- invaded by. No, first you got invaded by English people who were put on boats who are criminals. Then it was oh. the rabbits. Then it was like, so you guys are constantly being invaded, but you have this, 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 you know, you you have this world of where you have to keep people out, and that you've you've had has been overrun by one invasion uh, or another how is the culture like how are you guys approaching this differently from everyone else around the world what is the australian take on it um the australian take is that we've got a bunch of resilience inbuilt with us when we're a fighting little nation right we always we're almost little man syndrome we think we're bigger than we really are yeah um yeah, yeah, and look, <laughs> if, if you look at sport and things like that, we 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 we've always batted above our average in terms of ability to produce some world class athletes and businesses. Yeah. Um, so there's a and there's an internal optimism always by default within Australia because we're explorers and you know we stole a loaf of bread through the ancestors and got put in prison and sent on boats over to Australia. So you know we're. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm certainly optimistic. I mean, I work in sport, and it's been decimated. Like it's, you've got every. Yeah, tell us what's your background. So your background, you have a you have a company that sort of helps manage or the talent of sport. A lot of rugby and um, cricket over there. So is that is that where you focus? Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do? Yeah, I've got a business called Ministry of Sport, which just reports business news on on sport. So it's like a. A new, it is a new site, and and I've got a an athlete uh, development program under the banner of Player Power. But you know we're we're seeing like the the strongest sport in Australia is a thing called AFL, which uh, and AFL uh, had to stop their season. Obviously, an AFL like, is a, sorry, just so I can is Australian Football uh, League uh, rugby, right? No, no. Rugby is NRL, National Rugby League. Okay. So AFL is the one where there's four sticks and they have to kick it between the two in the middle and they run around. They do. But, the it, but it's it's closer to rugby than it is to soccer. Correct. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. Like it look it looks like a rugby ball, but it's it's Australian league rules basically. Uh, but it's not rugby in the traditional sense. It's an Australian version of rugby. Yeah, it's it it was created 
back in the day when cricket season to play in winter because cricket in Australia is a summer sport yeah. um, to, to play in the winter sport and it's, it's got a bit of a Gaelic football esqueness to it as well from if you've seen that Irish sport so um, but there they had to stop their season and they've just stood down 80% of all staff and all the, all the, the remaining staff have taken a 20% pay cut they're yeah. They announced two weeks ago that they hoped the season would come back at the end of May. There is absolutely no chance that will happen. Right. You're, you, the two major broadcast partners within side of that is uh, Fox, uh, Rupert Murdoch's owned entity, and uh, a company called Channel 7. It's a free-to-wear company over here. Uh-huh. And both their balance sheets are hurting. So I think you're going to see a huge renegotiation of uh, sports rights here within the domestic market which yeah. will then have a profound impact on sport within all of it. And so you've got them, you know, the, the number keeps changing, but they own a, a, a big stadium um, called Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, and they, they're talking about borrowing money against that asset underwritten by the government to actually fund the rest of the year because there'll be no broadcast revenues and broadcast wow. revenues represent 80% of their revenues. Then if you look at the National Rugby League, the National Rugby League is saying they're going to go to the most clubs will go to the wall unless the government intervenes. So, you, you and obviously they're not getting a broadcast check anymore. Uh, our version of the of NASCAR is a thing called Supercars, which is a yeah. car, car racing. They've gone full into esports, so their drivers are driving the game now i heard what you and murray spoke about having the tech team go in and, and beef yeah. it up i i really like that i think the problem will be is that the the game can't support it like the tech infrastructure can't support that idea that quickly so yeah. they're using the basic game with the drivers at the moment uh, yeah. the, that season launches in uh, a couple of weeks but it's but it's the actual supercar drivers like i was talking to murray about the fact that maybe the formula one drivers should create their own little you know or play the f1 game um that ea sports has created and only but it would only be f1 drivers so they can't be embarrassed by you know some guy in you know russia who's really good at playing video games i think it would be good for the sport but then again i'm you know i don't really know that much i think the other thing i wanted to ask you was you know in australia it seems like you guys are well ahead of the curve like you've seen what's happened going on around the world and you're being overly cautious because you know that this could get out of control but you don't have that many cases yet and obviously you're you're a few uh weeks or 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 maybe even a month behind everybody else um are are businesses closing down is this really affecting your economy oh yeah yeah i mean if you own a a restaurant or bar or coffee shop or whatever Mm-hmm. You're allowed. You're allowed to do takeaways. Right now, in in the Australian market, okay. You're not allowed, you're not allowed to dine or, or go and sit in a coffee shop or do any of that. Yeah. But those businesses, at the best of times, are hard to make a profit out of. Yeah. In these times would be disastrous. So I've got a bunch of friends that own restaurants and cafes. That are, most of them are going to go to the wall. Like, the, like it's really. What? What does it mean? Go to the wall. Go declare bankruptcy. Okay, so 
Okay. Oh, so it's, yeah. they, they, they're going to go out of business because, you know, restaurants are always, as you're saying, are, are on the edge and bars. And if they don't have this, they're going to be out of business. And, and what percentage of are, are, of the bars are going to go out? Like, is it like over here? Like we're, we're talking something, I think I've heard numbers like 50% of businesses are going that are restaurants or, or bars are going to be really definitely hurt and possibly won't come back. Yeah, the government's done an interesting thing here to try and prevent that, which is they're underwriting a bunch of loans with the major banks at interest-free for the first six months, and then it and then it's a really low interest rate thereafter. Mm-hmm. No minimum guarantee on payback in the first two years. Yeah. So what they're hoping is, is that a bunch of businesses take borrowings. Yeah. To get them through the period. Um, there is no stat that's coming out at the moment about what people are doing. Uh, the government has done a couple of interesting things around legislation, changed the legislation that if you can't pay your rent, your landlord can't kick you out in the next six months. Yeah, in six months, um, wow. Yeah, and, and they've done that with businesses. So it, it, there's a, what, they're, what they're trying to do is get us to September because we're obviously going into winter, so our numbers will continue to go up. Yeah. Get winter and then come out the other side and get the economy to recover out of that. So if, you're, if you've got a small business, domestically, it, you're really hurting. And like, oh, I've, I've got one particular friend that owns a, a, a franchise. I went, it's, it comes from America. Yeah. Um, he's had to close one of them because it's in a food court in a shopping center. Yeah. But his other business is up 15%. Wow, because of because people are going through his drive-through so often. But yet, I've got a friend who another friend that owns a bunch of Mexican restaurants. Yeah, and their and their trade is non-existent, and he doesn't think he can trade out of it. And he's got four franchise stores of a Mexican wow. brand. So yeah, you, you're talking significant. Like it, this isn't going to be an easy recovery. No. I, 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 I do think the government will continue to throw money at it, though, to get us out because the numbers that they had, and just to give you, um, like, unemployment rate, in February, Australia had a 5.1% unemployment rate, which was the best it's been in 10 years. Yeah. That, that this is how quickly it moved. The feds had, had unemployment going in at 12, but going to 12%, and the economists had 7 They've blown their forecast out to twenty percent potentially, right, of unemployment. Now Australia hasn't seen unemployment like that since the Great Depression. Wow. So, well, it's just, the same thing is happening here in America. Like it's going. We're, we're they're saying unemployment is going to go to twenty or thirty percent. The issue is going to be how elastic it is and how it bounces back. But I also noticed that we're sort of out of time. So I and I don't want to take up any more of your time. But I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to check in with you next week to see how Australia is doing, and to see if anything and. And quite frank, if anything's changed, which I'm sure it will, and you win the award for the best accent out of all my podcasts, quite frankly, because I can barely understand what you're saying. It's so heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Why would Murray Barnett not win it? Because he always sounds like he's just left the Queen's office. And he's, yes, we've got the corgis and we're in the Bentley and we're going for a drive. It's a lovely day outside, Kevin. We saw graph like Australian. Uh, I snorted there. I snorted. That was that's how funny that was. 
All right, Ben, I really appreciate you uh, chatting with us. Sorry it took so long to get to you, but now we have the report from Australia. I'll definitely check in with you last uh, next week. Thanks for coming on. No problems, buddy. Talk soon.